Perakei Mishnah Ches. Hamochiyayin v'shemun l'chaveri. One who sells wine or oil to his friend, v'hukru osha huzlu. And then the wine or the oil goes up in price or goes down in price. So imachilinus malis hamida. If the price had gone up or had gone down before the mida was filled up, mida was this kli that they would use to measure the wine and the oil when it was being sold. So if this kli, this mida kli, had not been filled up yet, then lemocher goes to the seller in favor of the seller. And but once the mida is filled up already with the wine or the oil, then lemocher will be in favor of the buyer. And the Bartanu explains the mida she'enel she'ashneyamayri. Talking about a case where the mida kli does not belong neither to the buyer nor to the seller. The hamashal hashilashem, the mashal lender, lends it out to both of them. In a manner whereby he shu'ulu lemeicher, it's lent to the meicher, ad shimlena, until it is filled up. Once it's filled up, it's lent to the buyer. Therefore, ad shlinus malas hamida, before this mida is filled up, before the wine or the oil was poured into it, shakli shalom mocher, the kli is lent to the seller. The buyer has not acquired it yet. And, and therefore, if there's any price changes in the favor of the seller. <clears throat> but once this mida is filled up, so now the kli becomes lent to the borrower. And then will acquire it. Because the lokech's um, kalim can acquire for him. And we view this kli as if it's kano, as if it's acquired to the lokech. And that which enters into the kli would be acquired to the lokech as well. And in addition, we're talking about a case where they're in a simta. Simta is like the size of a, of a public domain. Or, in a, or they're dealing in a case where you're in the rishus of the domain of the buyer. So in this unique case, we'll look at where was the, uh, at what stage was the kli filled up when the price had gone up or had gone down. If the kli had not been filled up yet, then we'll go in favor of the seller. If it was filled up already, then we'll go in favor of the buyer. And the says further, Say there was a middleman in between them, and he's handling the, the, the filling up of the wine or the oil. If the barrel were to break in his hands, the breaking is to the sarsa, to the middleman, meaning the barrel belonged to the middleman, and the middleman then broke the barrel. We don't say that he's just a shliach of the buyer, and the buyer should be responsible. No, rather, the sarsa has to, has, to, has to provide compensation. I mean, you could say, look, the sarsa is just filling up for the buyer. He's a messenger of the buyer. If it breaks down, it's the buyer's problem. No. Rather, the sarsa technically is not representing either of them. And if the sarsa were to break it, then the sarsa has to provide compensation for the oil and the wine. They got lost. And Mishnah continues, When one does sell wine or oil, he's obligated to be hatif shalosh tipen, meaning the seller, as he's pouring the wine or the oil, He's got to hold up the kli and let the uh, wine or oil drip down by three drops. And a nidbak hamida, from that which is stuck to the walls of this mida kli, after you pour it, wait for three drops to come out in order to provide the buyer for his full value. Now, herkina umidza haru shalmeicher. If he tes hamida, I'll see that he put the mida on its side, he put this kli on its side after he poured the oil or the wine out. And he had already the three drops dripped out. And nevertheless, this asif mitzah hamida, there was some wine and oil that gathered at the bottom of the kli. So that's going to be to the meicher, to the seller. It doesn't go to the buyer. Because the buyer already gave a pope, he's from anything that's left over, and that the seller could keep for himself. But now, this is a seller. Whereas a chenvani, a merchant, he's not obligated to provide the extra three drops as he's pouring it. But if he's very busy, that this merchant, 
He's selling every moment. So we don't bother him. An individual seller, yes, as he's pouring it, allow three drops to drip out. Anything after that, the guy that's at the bottom of the clay, he can keep for himself. But an actual chadvani immersion is not even obligated to provide the three drops to the buyer. Rabbi Yehuda says, Rabbi Yehuda, I mean, no, Er Shabbos and Chashicha Pater. He says, Rabbi Yehuda, like, Amr Chanvani Shapater, Vilhata Shalosh Tipan, Er Shabbos and Chashicha, a merchant, a Chanvani, would be exempt from providing the three drops, only if it's Er Shabbos, right before Shkia. He's very, very busy, then he'd be exempt. But otherwise, he'd be no different than a seller. And he should be, uh, he should have to provide the Shalosh Tipan for the buyer. Um, and Lamais of the Mishnah, let's see over here. Vain Alacha Kabir, the Alacha does not follow like Rabbi Yehuda. All right. Mishnah Tess. Hashleach has been out. One who sends his son. So here we're talking about a son who's a cut and a minor. And he sends him, it's he sends him to the merchant to buy, uh, to buy oil, to buy oil, to buy oil for an iser. Upundian biyado. And he gives his son, his cut and his minor son, two isurim. So the oil costs one iser. They gives him a pundian, which is two isurim, two isers. Umadad lo, and the chanvani, the merchant, Measures out the iser shemen and iser's worth of shemen. Then as lo is and he gives him the change. He gives him one iser change. Shavar. And then the son he breaks as the sluchas the jug of oil as he's you know leaving the store on his way home and the oil spills out. If he ebed as the iser and he loses the change, loses the iser. He broke the jug, spilled out the oil and lost the change. Says the Mishnah hachanvani chayev. The chanvani is obligated to pay for the pundian and he's obligated to pay for the sluchas for the jug. Why? So the Gemara explains, He's only, the father sent the son to notify the merchant that he is in the, in the need of oil. And his das was that the chanvani would take the tzlochas, the jug, and the pundian from the katan and send back the oil and the change in the hands of a shliach baradas, of an adult shliach. Since the merchant sent it back in the same hands of this katan, this minor, who's not a baradas, he's chayev to pay. And the more I ask, of course, you know, why is, he, why is the seller chayef to pay for the jug? The father gave this jug to his son that's a katan. The father should have known better. When he put that jug in his son's katan's hand, it's he already put it in the garbage. It's his own fault. So the more explains that we're talking about a case in our Mishnah where the chenvani actually took the tzlocha, took the jug from the katan. He measured with it oil for other people. So now, he is a shol shalomidas, he's borrowing without permission. He has no right to do that. So he has the status of a gazel, like, like a thief. And therefore, his chayv and owns him that happened to this jug until it's returned to the bailam. And v'yafa pisha, she looks like a mariation, even though you could ask also, well, what about the coin? What about the change? Why is he chayv in giving back the change to the original buyer, to the buyer? Mikolokan, the Mepharshim explains, shahayla, since the pundian was left in the hands of the chenvani, so now he's not going to be exempt until he brings to the buyer the value of a pundian of shaman and the nizr. Whereas if the chanvani would have machzer uh, also pundian, he would have gave back the actual pundian to the child, then Hitaka would be putter from the pundian. And if Yehuda says no, he, he doesn't go into any of this. <laughs> he just says, the chanvani is putter, he's exempt. The father sent the son on this condition, that the merchant should send back the oil and the iser in the son's hands. So of course he's exempt. But even if the merchant used the jug to measure for other people, you know, and now he's a shawal shalom bidas, he's borrowing without permission, he's still putter. Because according to Yehuda, he's only like a shawal, like a borrower. But even if he returned the tzlochas to the place where he borrowed it, he gave it back to the child's hands where it originally came from. 
So he's exempt from Onsim and he'd be exempt in this case. But the Lacha does not follow like Rabbi Yehuda. Umud Bucham, Rabbi Yehuda Chum will agree to Rabbi Yehuda, but it's not Shaslochas Be'atinak, when the jug's in the hands of the Tinak, meaning, the merchant did not take the jug to measure for other people. It's still in the hands of the, of the child. Even though he took it, of course, to measure for the child, but he didn't take it for anybody else. The Chamani measured for it uh, the oil, and then on his way home, the child broke the jug. So then, the Chamani would be exempt. Because since the father himself gave the Tzlochus in the hands of a katan, the Achrayis, Achrayis, the Achrayis is on the father. It's Aved Midas, it's an Aved Midas. When the father gives it to the child, you can view it as if it's gone already, it's his own fault. However, Al Hashem on the oil, Aved Isr, and on the change, says the Chayev, the merchant would still be Chayev to compensate the buyer.